but uh, I hope you get the sense of just what the what the Lord uh, is doing in people's lives who have taken the opportunity uh, to to go out and be exposed to, uh, like Kelly said, the place where we were trained and equipped, and we were handed the baton, and uh, we're trying to do the best we can to carry that t- baton faithfully and hand it into your hands, and so you can go and hand it into somebody else's hands. We're all part of the relay race. It's nothing, nothing special. Nothing, you know, we're not doing anything special. We're just trying to be faithful, uh, not to mess things up. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, that's a relay race. You know, you get the hand, baton handed to you, and your one thought is, man, I've got to make it to the next guy without, med- without dropping this thing. And you hand it into the next guy's hand, and boom, you did your job. And, uh, you know, every time I go back, to, uh, go back to the Shepherds Conference, I'm just overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude. That God and His providence, and I always say sweet providence, His providence has been so sweet to provide me the privilege of, of having come from a little podunk, podunk town, didn't even have a, a, a stoplight uh, in Massachusetts, out to California, uh, and it was just God's direction in my life. I had nothing to do with it, honestly. Uh, I didn't even know where I was going. Uh, I just knew I wanted to go to this college and I had no clue who John MacArthur was or Grace Community Church or anything. I just was going out there and, and uh, God just blessed me with a great experience at the college and seminary and at the church. And, you know, it truly is an amazing place. I think you can hear that from the people that are sharing. Um, and it's without question the, the, the strongest, healthiest spiritual environment and that I've ever been exposed to in my life. And I'm sure you guys have places that you can say uh, of your life and of your spiritual growth, that there's been certain places, certain churches, certain retreat centers, certain places where you were and you were just like, man, I'll never forget that because it was so strong, it was so healthy and uh, so wonderful. You say, well, it's so wonderful, why'd you leave? Well, that's a good question and Kelly kind of gave you an insight into my heart on that. Um, After being there for about 10 years, God began to burden my heart to take all that I had been learning and implement it somewhere else in another church. And as I sat there just drinking it all in, I started getting convicted that there were tons of churches all across our country that had never had the chance of experiencing what I was experiencing. At the same time, I was also humbled to realize that there was at least 20 other guys, at least 20 other guys, there at Grace Community Church, that if I dropped dead, they could take over my job as youth pastor and probably do a much better job than I was doing. And so it wasn't like I was going to be missed. And so my prayer became, God, if it be your will, lead me to a place that has none of this stuff and use me to develop a a strong, healthy, spiritually dynamic church like Grace Community Church. The moral of that story is be careful what you pray for, (laughs) right? Um, I could have never imagined I'd be planning a church in Montgomery, Texas. But it's been the most exciting and the most challenging thing that I've ever experienced in my life. And I'm loving it. The question I have for us this morning is, is what goes into planting and growing a strong, healthy church? Just remind you of a passage. And just take your Bibles, and we only got a few minutes And so just let me remind you, and I'm not going to be able to get through all this as much as I wanted to, but maybe I can just bullet point some things and just give you a list of what I believe to be from God's Word, the marks of a healthy growing church. 
And it's, uh, the, the list I'm going to take it from is in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 16. And this is a passage we've looked at before. In fact, if you want to get an, a more in-depth exposition, you can get the tape. Um, I think it's called Biblical Church Growth. So it's a, a CD that, that I preach through this passage. But, but this is a passage that, that's one of those batons that was passed into my hand was this passage and how important it is, how vital it is to a life of the church. And I think the main theme of this passage is the growth of the church. Every verse has something to do with the growing up or building up of the church. And let's just go through it and we'll just take it a verse at a time and, and, and look at these marks of a healthy growing church. The first mark is gifted leadership. Notice verse 11. He gave some as apostles and some as prophets, some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. So the point there is that God sovereignly provides churches with gifted men who shepherd the flock primarily through the teaching of the word. That's why they're called pastor teachers. He's just talking about the, the men who have been given authority by God to oversee the life of the church. And I think without those men, without strong, qualified leadership, a church can't grow and develop the way God intends. And so if a church has leaders that don't match up to God's standards, they're going to have problems. And so you need to have the right kind of leadership in place. And, and those leaders have to have their priorities straight. And the priority of a, of a pastor teacher is, as the apostles said, to the ministry of the word in what? Prayer, right? Prayer in the ministry of the word. That's what they're committed to. And so that means that a pastor has to do a good job of delegating responsibility so he's not tied down by all the other various things that have to happen in a church so he can devote himself to those two things, prayer and the ministry of the Word. And that really goes to the next point, equip membership. The next verse, he says, for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. And so the reason why God gave churches pastors and teachers was to equip the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. In other words, my job, the job of anyone who gets up here and communicates God's word is to provide you with everything you need to be useful in serving the Lord. And none of us, as Rusty said, are supposed to be sitting here comfortable in our chairs because God has given every one of us a spiritual gift to use. And God never intended the church to be to revolve around one guy, the pastor, a paid pastor, and everybody supports him so he can do all the work. No, the reason why the pastor gets paid is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. That's what this verse says. And that's so key that we're all involved, that, that, that every member is a minister. And I think that's so key to a healthy, growing church is that everyone is plugged in to ministry. Everyone serves. Look at the third verse. It says, Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. It's talking about doctrinal unity there. Okay, When it talks about attaining to the unity of the faith, it's talking about everyone agrees on the essential elements of the Christian faith. And to me, that's one of the most refreshing things about Grace Community Church. You talk to people, and they're so like-minded. I mean, you talk to this person over here, and 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 you say, what does this passage mean? And then, poof, it's all the same. They're all like-minded. 
not, that's not because they're robots. It's because they've studied the Word of God and they've come to understand and interpret the Scriptures in a similar way. And that's what happens is a body of believers systematically studies the Scriptures in a verse-by-verse fashion like we're trying to do here. They get to the place where they all believe the same things about the Bible and about God and about Jesus Christ and about hell and about sin and about the Holy Spirit and about the Gospel and about you name it. That's unity. And so a church experiences oneness ultimately when it's based on common doctrinal convictions. So doctrinal unity is huge. Another element or mark is is spiritual maturity. Look what it says in verse 13. And of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. What is that talking about? It's talking about being like Jesus. That's, That's what spiritual maturity looks like. Being a Christian is not just knowing about Christ, but it's knowing Christ intimately in a personal way, sharing His likeness. And that's what He says to become a mature man, full grown, completely developed. How do you know you're Growing in Christ because you're looking more and more like Jesus. That's how you know. So Jesus Christ is our standard that we measure our lives against, not each other. Don't measure your life against me. Don't measure your life against the person sitting next to you. Measure it against Christ. And so the more we're like Christ, the more spiritually mature we are. So that's key, spiritual maturity. Another thing is doctrinal discernment. Look at verse 14. As a result, we're no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. So in other words, as we grow and mature in Christ, we'll no longer be likened to children who are immature, who are easily swayed back and forth like a wave by false teaching and false doctrine. Paul's just reminding us that children are gullible, right? They'll believe anything. And it's easy to deceive them, it's easy to trick them. And this is a good description, I think, of a lot of Christians, unfortunately. They're so easily influenced by the latest book or the latest novelty, the latest fad or the latest bandwagon that comes by. They want to jump on. And and their life is in a state of confusion because it's like a wave of the sea back and forth because they're being seduced or they're being tricked by false doctrine. That's why it's so important that we teach sound doctrine so that you won't be deceived by the false teachers that are around today. Another mark is is authenticity. Look at verse 15. It says, but speaking the truth in love. Literally, truthing. I like that. Speaking and living the truth. In other words, you're, you're, you're you're not shy about communicating truth to people. Um... I think some people wrongly conclude that if you truly love someone, you're going to shield them from the truth. You're not going to tell them the truth because it will hurt their feelings. Well, that's totally, totally wrong. Because I think the mark of a healthy church is when people have the maturity to lovingly confront one another and also receive loving confrontation without getting offended. How many times have, have, have you confronted someone in love and they got offended and walked away and you never saw them again, right? So we need to... Have authenticity. And I tell you what, my experience at Grace Community Church, there was a guy that God put in my life, and man, I was in the woodshed at least once a week with him. He'd pull me into his woodshed, into the woodshed, man, and he'd give me a, a licking, a spiritual licking. And I'll tell you what, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because my whole life up until that point was everybody was patting me on the back saying, Ken, you're so n- nice guy. You're a great pastor. You're going to make a great this. You're wonderful. Da, da, da. All positive. I started believing it. And then this guy said, You know what, Ken? You're prideful. You know what, Ken, you're this. And Ken, you know, I see this in your life too. And I'm going, whoa, who are you to tell me this? And it was hard at first because he was the first guy that ever started saying negative stuff about me and to me. 
but it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because it, was a, it created this dynamic atmosphere to, to grow spiritually and to be humble. I think submission to Christ is very important as a mark of a healthy church. Speaking the truth in love, we're to grow up in all aspects in Him who is the head, even Christ. In other words, Christ is the most important thing around here, isn't He? He's the most important person around here. It doesn't matter what I do, what you do, Christ. It's all about Christ. And so we need to submit to Christ and His headship. That's what we're trying to do as elders. We realize that, yeah, God has entrusted His, He delegated His authority through us. But bottom line is God has one will. And it's our job to figure that out. And so as we pray together, we're committed to unanimity. You know what that means? If we're not unanimous about something, we don't move. Um, and if you ever thought we were going too slow on something, it's because we're not on the same page yet. And the reason why we're not on the same page yet is because we have, obviously haven't figured out what God's will is. But when we get on the same page, or when we do find God's will, guess what? We're going to be on the same page. We move forward. So we need to submit to that authority, the headship of Christ. I think there needs to be a spirit of cooperation. Look at verse 16, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body. In other words, our body works together, doesn't it? To help us grow. Same thing. We need to work together. There needs to be a spirit of cooperation around here. Where we're a living organism made up of a bunch of different people with different gifts, and they're perfectly coordinated together for the growth of our entire body. And as each individual grows... The entire church grows. We need each other. And then finally, I think the last mark here is love. Love. Notice what it says, for the building up of itself in, to say truth. You know, we're the, we're the church that's right and everyone else is wrong. Right? Is that what it says? No, building itself up in love. What, is, what did Paul say? The, the goal of our instruction is what? So we can be right? So we can know the truth and so we can tell everybody else where they're wrong? No, the goal of our instruction is what? Love. Love. And love is really the circulatory system of the body. And that should just flow and spontaneously through every member of our church. We should be devoted to one another in brotherly love and sacrifice and serve and meet each other's needs. Well, let me just close with this. And that was like the Cliff Notes version of this sermon that I wanted to preach. <laughs> if you can tell, I was like eight major editing on the fly here. But let me just ask you some questions. I think this is, this is maybe the most helpful part, hopefully this morning. Uh, let's just give ourselves a spiritual checkup, okay? And when you go to a checkup, doctor asks you questions, right? And uh, to determine whether or not you're healthy, how you're feeling. Well, let me just ask you some questions about our church, Okay. And you don't have to answer out loud, but you just make a little mental list. And, and, you, and you determine whether or not we're, we're healthy or not as a church. Okay, number one. Does our church have godly gifted men in leadership positions who are intentionally training up others to serve alongside them? Again, all these questions are right out of this passage. Is God's word being accurately proclaimed and diligently applied in our lives? Are people in the process of discovering and using their spiritual gifts to serve the rest of the body? Is every member actively involved in some area of ministry? Are we experiencing greater unity and fewer divisions as we study the scriptures together? Are people's lives changing so that they are 
more and more like Jesus Christ? Are we becoming more spiritually mature? Are we growing in our understanding of God's word so that we can discern truth from error? Are we a people of integrity who practice what we preach? Is there a mutual commitment to give and receive loving confrontation? Is everyone submitting to Christ's authority in their life and the authority is entrusted to the elders of our church? Is there a team spirit of cooperation where everyone does their part for the good of the whole? And then lastly, is there genuine love and concern expressed toward one another in our church? What do you think? If we can answer yes to these questions, that's an indication that we are on the right track. That we've got a healthy church. And may I remind you that by nature, all healthy things grow. It's only a matter of time, right? All healthy things grow. And so I think what's missing in the church today, there's all this talk about a church growth movement. We need to have a church health movement, right? We need to to focus on the health of the church. And as we develop a healthy church and a healthy body, we're going to grow. It's just only a matter of time. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to hear these testimonies of how you are impacting people's lives with your truth, the truth of your word. And Father, I pray that as we seek to line up our lives and the life of our church with your word, especially this passage in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, Lord, that you would cause us to be a healthy body of believers that all these things that we see that Paul said needed to be true of a church would be true of us. Lord, so that we could not make a name for ourselves, not so we could make much of ourselves, but we could make a name for you and make much of you. And Father, that this church would have a reputation for a group of people who have a high, high view of you and have a high, high view of your word and who love people love each other, and love the lost like no other people they've ever met. Because your word says they'll know we're Christians by our love. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.